BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Sons of a Gun, a podcast about the DC Universe. I'm Alex Gunn. I'm Justin Gunn, a gun. We are both guns, and we have a celebrity father who is also a big old gun. We're not going to tell you who he is. But if you've got tips, stories you want us to cover, you can email us at comicbookclublive at gmail.com. Let's kick it off with James Gunn's guessing game. It's the, you love this. You all know this section of the show that we do every single time. Now, on threads... Somebody asked James Gunn about three rumors, and he said, at least one of these things is not true. Have fun guessing. So let's do it right now. Let's do James Gunn's guessing game. I'm going to give you three rumors. You tell me which you think is true. And he says, at least one of these things is not true, which means all three of them could not be true. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was going to say, this is quite a guessing game. All right. So here's the first one. Darren Aronofsky is in talks to direct Plastic Man for the DCU. Mm-hmm. Ruth Yeh, this is number two, Ruth Yeh will have an open casting and they will look for actresses between 15 through 18 in Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. And here's the third one. A Teen Titans film is an early development for the DCU. Great. This is great choices of rumors to uh, decide if they're real or not. I will say... My pick for not real, not happening, is Darren Aronofsky to direct Plastic Man. <laughs> I'm Why just trying would you to pick, that. Why would you pick the most self-serious mm-hmm. act, uh, director to take on one of the goofiest, <laughs> fun concepts in the DC? Yeah. I was watching Requiem for a Dream the other day, and you know who would be great for Plastic Man? 
Yeah. yeah this I, I goof. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening in a million years. Like, he's circled superhero stuff before. I think he was up for Batman. Um, and yeah. Maybe something else that I'm forgetting about, but, like, that's not going to happen. I, uh, I would like to see him direct a superhero movie. I like the way that, especially his, some of his newer stuff is a little, like, whoa. But uh, his earlier movies, Requiem for a Dream, is so good. Dark takes. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I'd love to see Plastic Man shooting up until he dies. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, second one seems yes to me. Definitely yes, will I have feel an like. open casting, and they will look for actresses between 15 through 18 and Supergirl Woman tomorrow. That's how casting works, sure. Yep, definitely. Yep. Agree. And let's talk about the third one, Teen Titans film and early development for the DCU. This is something that I mentioned at the end of last week's yes. podcast because I just think it would be so exciting to finally see a live action Titans on screen. That's because you forgot about the long running <laughs> TV series of Teen Titans. Truly a hole in your brain. Yes, uh, but at the same time, if there was, uh, for real, if there was a second rumor on here that was true, I don't see a reason where in some stage of development, they're like, I don't know, let's explore what a Teen Titans movie might be like. That's got to be on the idea board somewhere, right? Definitely. And let me say, you know what it takes to put something into early development, quote unquote, is literally being like, hey, what should we do a Teen Titans movie? Boom, early development. So (laughs) yes to that as well. So there you go. Two confirmed rumors from James Gunn's guessing game. Um, I really hope he makes this a regular feature, honestly, because very fun. Let's move to a much more serious one. Uh, Bassam Youssef. Is an actor who was rumored to be let go from Superman Legacy for criticizing Israel. Um, he said as much in an interview with Piers Morgan, always reliable as a source. Mm. The quote was, I was cast in the movie Superman, and then they told me we changed the script. Oh, after this Piers Morgan interview, excuse me. Um, I want to assume good faith. I want to know. I want to believe this is true. I was a little bit bitter and I wanted to go. I was like, oh, screw DC, screw Warner Brothers. But then I understood. I understand the emotional burden that these people have. I mean, those people have a connection with Israel. Um, Dicey, uncomfortable sounding quote. Um, He was rumored to be playing the leader of a Middle Eastern country, which we can also dig into a little bit if we want to. Um, But later on, James Gunn on threads once again said uh, when somebody was like, sounds like it's one word against another. He said there isn't one word against another. Uh, Basim and I talked and we're good. I understand how he thought things might be, which he was clear about in his interview. And I told him the whole story. Uh, So it sounds like now they actually just cut the part for the movie and it had nothing to do with the statements on Israel or anything like that that I believe went viral after the Piers Morgan interview. Um, any, anything more you want to say about this one, Justin? I mean, that sounds right. I feel like, you know, James Gunn has had been in controversies before, so I think he knows that space and knows how to now handle them pretty well. And, like, the the phrase that sticks out to me that I'm like, this is good, is the seam and I talked and we're good. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's great. If that's all good, then I feel like this all tracks for me. Yes. I don't love the idea that they were going to dabble in Middle Eastern politics, potentially, in this movie. Agreed. Something that we've talked about before. The rumor was that Superman gets involved in some way in 
I don't know. Like I'm it. just getting like bristling and uncomfortable even thinking about it. Well, just from a, a superhero story point of view, whenever the comics, it's Superman does this a lot because the, the constant nagging thing of like, well, you're Superman. How come you don't solve all the world's problems? You could. Anytime they poke that, I just, nothing is really rung true as his answer. So like, I think avoiding that altogether. We mm-hmm. don't, if you don't highlight it, well, I'm not sitting there thinking like, hey, Superman, what's the deal with uh, the great coral reef? Shouldn't you be fixing that? <laughs> It's just like let him just now do there's what he's a movie. Doing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I don't think they need to go there. Maybe they are, but then the other problem is like if you go there, you got to heighten it at some way point. You can't have two hours of him sitting in Middle East peace talks and being like, "Well, we're in a real quagmire here." You know, it needs yeah. to be like, and it's Brainiac behind the whole thing, exactly. Which, also is weird because then that trivializes everything that's happening in the region and has been happening for decades. Uh, I don't know. I hope they don't go that way. That would be a real bummer. Yes. Agree. Hard agree. Let's move on to something else. Todd Phillips released a Valentine's Day tease for Joker Folly Adieu with new pictures of Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga in costume. Looks looks correct. Again, Valentine's Day, the number one comic book movie mm-hmm. uh, talking point between this, Madam Web, yeah, everything. It's Fantastic coming. forecasting came out that yeah, day of as well. Yes. Huge day. Huge, Huge day. day. Uh, and in fact, I believe we talked about this on our Marvel podcast, but the next couple of Valentine's Days are all earmarked for Marvel releases. So great. Um, Valentine's Days is for lovers. Of superheroes. Yeah. Fall in love with Marvel, please. Again, remember, we used to be so close. We thought we were going to be together forever. No, man, I'm with DC now. Speaking of which, let's move on to another thing that's like kind of news, kind of not news. So in the most recent issue of Production Weekly, which is a reputable source, mind you, this is where Mm -hmm. uh, people who are in production go to look for currently in production Productions for jobs. I ran out of words there. Um, So they go through listings and cycle through as people submit things to it. Uh, And I was surprised to see that popped up at the latest issue as listed as in development were three Max series from DC Studios, Waller, Lanterns, and Booster Gold. Now, the thing that was surprising to me about it is uh, not that they are in development because we know that but that they popped up again. Since you are in production, I don't know how heavily you use Production Weekly. Does that mean anything that they're in the most recent issue, or is it just have they moved forward in any aspect? I would guess, uh, this is more um, hypothesizing, I would guess, yes, they've shifted forward. If they're entering a publication like this, it's because there are more jobs or different jobs. And if you're just writing scripts, you don't need production jobs. You hire writers and, and creatives wouldn't be uh, be hired through a, a place like this. It's when you need to start getting into like some production design and some and other of the more the different departments to deal with the actual physical production. So, yeah, I would bet these are moving uh, forward to I mean, you line producer budget, all that. So it is even like they're getting close to actually turning the cameras on, but they may be just moving in that direction. 
And they all make sense. I mean, we've talked yeah. about these before, but Waller is the no-brainer because you got Viola Davis. We know Peacemaker is completely written, so I could see them rolling directly from Peacemaker potentially into a Waller series so that those could be spun out one after the other. Lanterns, which is the Green Lantern series featuring Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart as buddy cops investigating mystery. We know that is key to the story of what they're telling in Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. So having that in a place where that can come out not directly after, but right after Superman Legacy makes a lot of sense. And Booster Gold, I don't know, but seems like that gives it a different tone. Then you got a comedy in the mix as well. Well, I think these all make sense, like what you're saying. If they're going from Peacemaker and following into a Wallow, which is probably a little bit more dramatic... It's a nice shift using characters where maybe we see a little bit of Peacemaker and then like there's there's something there. Lanterns feels like their big prestige play coming off Superman Legacy to have a TV show to go to that is in the vein of True Detective feels what they're going for there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Psyched for that. Probably hard nosed, dramatic, um, a little darker than superhero fair we're used to. And then you come back on Booster Gold, which may be the sort of spiritual successor to uh, Peacemaker, mm-hmm. a more lighthearted, goofier version of Peacemaker. All of that fit creatively, which, as we know, is uh, Daddy's big play. He's really <laughs> nailing the creative. <laughs> That's what they really should have called this is Daddy's big play. Daddy's big play. That's what I call it. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's move on to the opposite end of the spectrum, something that was canceled. Superman and Lois was canceled because of Superman Legacy. I think this is something that we intellectually would know, but uh, was said out loud by Bradley Schwartz, the head of the CW at a recent TCA panel. He said, they don't want a competing Superman product in the marketplace. And to be clear, he was talking about Warner Brothers Discovery, not James Gunn and Peter Safran or anything like that. Um, They don't necessarily make calls like that, but Warner Brothers wanted them to wrap up Superman and Lois in time. It's a bummer for fans of the show, but makes sense to me. Yeah, agreed. I mean, they would never have multiple Batman, Ben, or Jokers in the same mm-hmm. marketplace. That would be insane. <laughs> uh, so there's well, no why way do you think do that's this. different? Why do you think it's different to have multiple Superman versus they're moving ahead with both the Batman Part Two and also with uh, Batman and Robin? Uh, Brave of the Bold, excuse me. Yeah. I think because these are big projects with big takes where those pieces uh, are, they're sort of set. They're matched, I guess I should say, in the same sort of level of hype, budget, all of that. So it's like, yes, I think the market can handle that. To have Superman Legacy, number one project on the slate, and then Superman Lois, something that I think everyone is like, oh, that's a more like a, that's a classic CW show. Quality isn't as high. It's much more like old school TV. I feel like they're like, ah, we have to sort of let the mm-hmm. the smaller version of this character go uh, because we're, we're moving in a larger direction. And they don't want to have like, I watched Superman, that show where it's pretty good, but sort of janky sometimes. <laughs> and Superman Legacy, which is like the most prestige thing they're doing. Yeah, I think that's a good take. The other things that I threw out there, I'm sure they were burned by finishing up nine, eight, nine seasons of The Flash and immediately going to the Flash movie and the Flash movie tanking, at least in part because people generally like The Flash show and Grant Gustin, and they're like, I don't need to see this movie. I just watched it for nine years at this point. 
Um, so that was part of it. The other thing is Batman makes money and Superman doesn't. So the right, more exactly. Batman they can have, the better. Uh, there was a lot of stuff uh, online off of this where people were speculating, oh, then they're probably going to cancel the Batman part two. I don't know why this is a perennial thing. Not going to happen. They're no. 100% going to put out the Batman part two, wait a year, put out Brave of the Bold. They'll space them out so that they get Batman movies every year. Again, the only thing that perennially has made money for DC and Warner Brothers at any point in their history. And I think about all the Batman movies. They're so different and they're not batting an eyelash where it's like, yeah, this one has nipples. (laughs) Like they're they're willing to take some risks because those risks keep paying off with those characters. And here they're like, it's not even worth the risk. A show that they probably wanted to cancel before. Then there was a huge fan outcry. And so, like, they kept it going for another uh, truncated season. So it makes total sense. Totally. Last uh, but not least, the production has wrapped on The Penguin. They're done with the first season of that. So presumably it should be done and on Max at some point this year, just based on that production schedule. But there's rumors somebody put up an Instagram post being like, look who's on set, Robert Pattinson. So very rumory, could have been a picture from absolutely anywhere, could have been deep faked or photoshopped or anything. Mm. There's no sourcing on it. But that makes sense to me, right? Have Batman show up in like the last episode of the Penguin series and Kind of go from there. Nothing big, just maybe loom it in the background and be like, I'm coming for you, Penguin. And then yeah. you move on, right? Yeah, I'm from a movie. It's like long TV. Watch out. Um, yeah, I think they'll, uh, it makes a lot of sense to have this happen. You think it's going to be like young Indiana Jones style where he'll be like, Penguin? Yes, I remember Penguin. And then it cuts to. As long as they get to the saxophone episode, I think we'll be all yeah. good. Penguin. Very cool. Very excited for that show. And once again, if you got tips or stories you want us to cover, you can email us at comicbookclublive at gmail.com. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about DC stuff. Apple, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show. At Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, Dad, keep them guessing games coming. They're fun. Yeah. I want the next game show is Oops, Too Many Batman? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs>